Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. We've got a great guest for you today. He's done all kinds of things. He does all kinds of things. He can help you with your business. He can help you with your back. He can help you with a bunch of different uh, different things that uh, will make your life just a little bit better because that's what he is interested in doing. He's also he's a pediatric chiropractor and a three-time author, a podcaster, who's got 460-something episodes. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, very, very nicely done. And uh, he's also a speaker and and he uh, conducts classes and all kinds of stuff. Vic, welcome to the show. How are you? Dr. Vic, actually. No, thanks for having me, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be on. Good. Now, would you prefer Dr. Vic, Dr. Manzo? What would you like? Victor Vic is perfectly fine. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Very, very nice. And um, we got together because I want to know more about what it is that you do and how to help people live their lives a little bit better, either in getting into business and working their business or just learning how to talk to themselves to learn, live a little bit better. If that makes any sense at all to you. That makes perfect sense. And so, so how did you get started going down this road? I know you went to chiropractic school at one point. Yeah, it you know, it's an interesting road for me because I've always been intrigued by life in its sense. I got into sports and um, I, I, I wanted to know why some people were good and some were great. What made that difference? I come from Chicago. I was a big fan of Michael Jordan, watching him play and growing up. And I mean, just what the level of what he played. And it's like, why was it everyone like that or why this and that? And then when I was going into chiropractic school, this is where I started to get inquisitive about the mind, life, and, and, and go into that deeper element. And it wasn't until I started applying these things in my life and all the challenges that I faced in business. Um, and when they were starting to show up, it was it was more of, well, why was that showing up for me? And why is someone here who just does, you know, not even close? And I'm not, it just sounds very arrogant, but like, from the caliber and level of what I challenge myself and all the things that I, I, I like to learn as much as I possibly can and be, do things a certain way and whatnot. And I'm like, they're half of that. And yet they're blowing it out of the water. And yet I'm not. And I started to, that's where I was like, okay, well, what's the underlying element? What is that one thing? If there is that allows for some to be just good and some to be great. And how can we really, is it just destiny? Is it just the luck of the cards? Or do how can we choose that in some way, shape, or form? And that's what kind of took me down that path. Who's your friend in the background? Sorry, that's my dog. He's barking at somebody. I, I, apologize. I, I love <laughs> On this show, we love dogs. <laughs> Usually he's quiet, so I apologize about that. No, don't be. Don't, don't apologize at all. That's, that's why we do these live, and that's why this is life. Um, but so... Going back to chiropractic school, which is, by the way, I've known a bunch of folks that have gone through it. It ain't an easy road, no matter what you do. It's very, very challenging. It's one of those things where, like, uh, my curriculum was six years jammed into three. So I always tell people, if you go to college in full time, it's considered 12 hours. But let's say the average is 14 hour credit hours that people go through uh, per semester. Uh, chiropractic school, it's double that minimum. We were taking 28 to 32 credit hours. It's crazy. Oh my goodness gracious. That's, that's, a, that's a lot. And, um, and then after you get out of chiropractic school, 
you then get to go find your own practice and create your own business. Yeah, it was one of those things. I had a big ambition. I'm very ambitious. And it was one of those things I didn't, I had a big vision and I didn't want to work for somebody. So I, I even hired a coach six months before graduating just because I wanted to learn and understand and how can I be the best version of me from a business perspective. I even had a background in business. I had my undergrads in business, but I knew chiropractic was a different, it was just a different business in some way. And um, yeah, it was one of those things that wanting to learn and understand and how to really shine in that element as best as I possibly could. And, and eventually I figured it out. Eventually I, I realized it. it got to that point. Uh, at least my credentials or my awards show that at least. <laughs> and so now you are um, a business coach and you help others get through the blockages. And did, by the way, did you ever figure it out? What is the difference between making someone being great and being good. And, and I know I've watched a bunch of videos on Jordan and he was competitive beyond belief. Um, but what is it exactly? Is it in our DNA? To some degree. I mean, some people are just destined like Michael Jordan. He always wanted to go against the best. He never wanted to be with the best. So he would challenge whoever the best was. He wanted to challenge himself to that. I think there's a part of people who have that naturally instilled within them in some way, shape or form. But that's just from a sports and competitive aspect, because if you take that into business, which I did, I did it in sports like that, too. And then I went into business and I started doing that. Not a great recipe. What ended up happening was is I started what I through my journeys and my falls and everything else that I went through. I started to realize if you want to be the best version of yourself, just keep competing with your old self. Like where where were you last year now? If you're growing and changing and evolving, thumbs up. If you're not, you know, then that's where you got to really do some real truth seeking or um, being real with yourself and being, you know, hey, okay, what have I been not committing to and what are the things I need to? But there's formulas, there's things that you can do to do that. And one thing I do learn is that it's it's not the destination or end in mind, it's the journey. You hear this often, but it's those little things that we can commit to. That's it. Just commit to little things. It was the little things that all the greats do. I mean, like, was it uh, Stefan Curry? You know, he would go and practice shooting. It was, it was his dribbling skills while his teammates would be going playing PlayStation or whatever. He'd go and just continue to practice the little minute things. Tiger Woods, he would go after rounds, after the whole, whatever it may be, 18 holes. And if he messed up on a shot, he'd go and take that same swing over and over and hit that thing until he felt really good with it again. Jordan misses a shot. He'd go back and keep shooting that shot until he felt good with it again. It's these little things, little nuances that, I believe, in my opinion at least, from what I've done, my own research and everything, when it comes to a doing perspective, that's what makes the difference. Instead of all these other things, it's just the foundational stuff. We get so lost into the the catchy lure. The, I saw the shiny lure is a life of whatever it may be. You know, AI is the new thing now that everybody's jumping down on, and it's all oh, this is the new. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. It's great to utilize. I teach my clients how to you know to make sure how to how to to use it and to leverage it. But at the same token, it's not like, oh, that's going to be the thing that makes me to go to the silver. What's the next thing I need to go chase that's going to be the next thing in business? Instead, it's the what's the small fundamental things that you can do daily that's going to be the biggest thing for you. So why is it that many of us, I had a conversation with a gentleman just yesterday. He was laid off from his current employer and he's very talented, very talented. And he is starting to get interviews with other companies and other people. And he kept on saying, well, you know, I'm getting these interviews and I keep going on and I don't think I'm qualified for them. And I said, you have to change your mindset. 
that you are qualified for them and that you're the best that you can be and that you deserve to be the best. Um, is it, was that good advice? I think it was great advice. I mean, because what you were pointing out is he had, you know, I'm not qualified. Well, that might be a limiting belief because if they didn't think you were qualified, they wouldn't be having an interview with you. Correct. And it was his third interview and he yeah. kept on going up the chain and it was like, I don't know why they keep inviting me back. It's like, it's like because you're talented, you silly man. The biggest thing I see with business owners, and, and this was me too, this is one of my biggest limiting beliefs is just lack of self-worth, right? Not having enough belief in oneself. And, you know, some people call that imposter syndrome. That's the new term that is brought up a lot, but it's still the, the root of it all is limited lack of self-worth, not being shown our worth, not being understand and knowing what our worth really is. I mean, when you really look at it, our worth is no one can tell you the limits of who you are or what the limits of what you can go, like your limits. No one can. We don't, we can't tell someone what's the max, you know, the, we're, we're limitless in many different ways. And that's really our worth. So it really comes down to then is just how do you see it? How do you really think of yourself? What do you believe yourself to become or be? And that's going to really dictate the outcome. And there's a lot of science to support these kind of things where it may be quantum physics or even sometimes neuroscience can back these things up to say, yeah, whatever you see or how you see it, it's what it's going to be. If you believe in yourself, it's going to be that. Now, you can't just say it because if you have a construct or a program and you're, you were growing up and maybe you didn't have support as a kid or um, – emotional support or variety of different things, or maybe someone was always putting you down, or maybe somebody's always nitpicking you or you grew up with a perfectionist, whatever the scenario, you can see there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenarios to this, but if that instilled that low self-worth, it doesn't matter what you're saying to yourself. You got to address that low self-worth and change it from the ground up, which is, you know, I can go into all that, but that's the key to really making that transformation to then breaking that glass ceiling to step more into that limitless. You know, I learned that years ago. When I was in, um, I joined a new company. They had four restaurants in the area. I was a restaurant manager and I was the assistant manager. And, uh, I, while I was being, when I, the day I was being introduced to the crew, the other assistant manager is standing next to me and he goes, well, and I said, do you like your job? Do you like it here? And he said, yeah, it's a, it's a good job. But as long as you don't mind being an assistant manager for the rest of your life. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, there are only four restaurants and, and there are 12 assistants and you're the 13th. And so the chances of you getting your own store anytime soon is you'll never get it. So as long as you don't mind being an assistant manager, you're going to be fine. Oh, three months, no, six months later, the, one of the general managers quit and I was promoted into that position because I deserved it. I was, and, uh, but we get people in our lives that tell us these, these kind of crappy things all the time, don't we? It's there, you know, I, I wrote a book called The Decoding the Matrix, and I long story short, we all have our matrices, and it's like our own little world, and we, we created these beliefs and these constructs and these rules, and we dictate our own little world. So, so a lot of times people let our experiences dictate what becomes a reality of things over time. If you, if you were, let's say you try to pick up the guitar and you try to play for it for a month and you just don't get it and you drop it and you say, forget this. And then you're like, you know what? You get the ambition and you're curious again, six months later, you're like, I'm going to try it again. And you do it for about a month and you're like, I just, I just suck at this. I'm not good at it. And you keep, and you, let's say you do it a couple more times, but you don't stick with it, but you're just not going to be good at guitar. And then you're going to tell yourself, I'm just not good at guitar. I'm just not, it's just not, it's not in my cards. I just know how to do this. And that's just the end of it. And we allow that experience to dictate our reality. When in reality, the truth is you and I both know, if we just stick with it long enough, eventually we'll get there. I mean, we may not be a Jimi Hendrix. I mean, there's, you know, but we'll be able to play the guitar. 
Exactly. I, I, there's a fellow, well, you're a podcaster, you know. He's got three whole episodes under his belt. And he's like, how do I get my first hundred listeners? And and <laughs> you're laughing because you've been, you've been down this road. And it's like it's his mother and his brother and his cousin were listening. And, uh, um, and he says, how do I do this? And how long should I go? And I said, the only way you lose is if you quit. Um, you got to keep you got to keep on going and refining your efforts and reviewing what you're doing. At least that's my opinion. Um, now, when you have somebody that comes to you, Dr. Vic, and says, I want you to coach me, what do you teach them to do? What kind of conversation do you have with people? You know, we can use the podcaster as an example. Let's just, if you don't mind, right? Because he was, he was looking to, I only have three people and this and that. And how do you get to this level and this and that? And it's like, hold up. First of all, what's your vision? Why do you do a podcast? Why, what's the, what's the vehicle? Why, why podcasting? Like one of the things I, all my clients go through when they first work with me is what's your vision and what's your purpose in this life? Why do you exist? That's a pretty deep question, but the work I do and how I walk them through that is very critical because I'm all about, now this may sound ironic because I'm a chiropractor, but everything is about alignment. And so it's the thing about when we have, we have to have a vision and we have to be clear with our vision. The more clarity we have with our vision, the easier the mind can see it, which means you can attract it into your life and experience it more. You'll be able to recognize it when it comes. Whether then when we're not clear, we get pulled in many different directions or we let little short things like I only have three visitors. If we're really focused on the vision, you're not even paying attention to how many people are watching or how many people are listening. I mean, you may you got to pay attention to the numbers if you're a podcaster. I get it. I do it, too. But I don't let I don't have an emotional charge to it. So if my list, let's say my, my, all my listening and my, my podcast drops by 50%, it's like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to go ahead and let's see what kind of content do I feel that I want to share. Or maybe I'll throw a reach out and say, hey, well, I'm looking for some topic episodes you guys may be interested. I'll do something like that. But at the end of the day, it's like it, I don't let it phase me because I'm like, I love podcasting. It, it, it aligns with my vision and sharing information and sharing to individuals reach that I don't would meet people in person to help them in some way, shape or form that aligns with my purpose and my vision in life. And so that's what fuels me to do that. So any client I work with, that's the first thing we've got to do is get clear with that before we do anything else. When you say that to people and they give you that deer in the headlight look, it's kind of like, uh, I've never thought about that. Uh, <laughs> Is it easy for them to come to grips with that or it, does it take time and you have to kind of pull it out of them? It's variables, but a lot of times it takes time. Like, I mean, even just asking the question, it's, it's amazing. Business owners, you ask this one, one of the hardest questions besides that one. I think the second hardest question to ask is, what do you want? Like, what do you want for your life? What's your, you know, you can tie it into legacy or what you want to leave for a mark in the world, which then comes back to purpose and soul purpose and existence. But it's one of those things and it's amazing. But then again, when they can't, or they're not clear, sometimes you get those people who have, because we'll get the ones that are staring in the head, staring in the headlights kind of look like, I don't know. Oh my God, I never <laughs> even thought of that. But then I get the other person who's, who's throwing up everything that they've ever listened to from any speaker. Oh, I want to do this. And I want to do this with the world. I want to do that. Like chiropractors, we want to save the world immediately when we come out of school. I said the same thing. I had a coach call me out. He would call BS and everything. I, he'd be like, what's this? And I go and tell him. He'd be like, that's okay. That's what a, a thousand other chiropractors say. That's what the speaker over here said a couple weekends ago where I was there speaking. He's like, that, you know, it's not, uh, what does it mean to you? Like, I want to hear from your words, what it, the values from you, not what you're recording and just spitting out. Because I was very good at spitting out an answer really quick. But was that answer authentic to me? 
And so you get some people who are like that and they think they have it all figured out. And then they realize, oh crap, I've been conditioned. I've been taking things from others that I thought was great. Because one of the models in business, if you heard this before, I forgot who the speakers have done it. I heard it so many times, but it's like, if you want to find some goal, follow somebody who has the life of what you want. All right. So if you see them successful and they're speaking this and that, you like their, whatever that is, follow them, do everything that they do. And you'll supposedly just end up having that. I'm not saying that advice doesn't work, but what ends up happening is, is you lose yourself in the process because you become a prototype to somebody else. You're not really being you. You're not living. You're, you're, you're not supposed to be. Yes, we may, may do things that are very similar, but we should have a difference in a little bit of what we do. That's the variance of being human. And that's one of the things I try to pull out of people working with them to get to that point. That must be hard. <laughs> I got to tell you. It is. Because, because people come up with all kinds of preconditioned stuff about what my mom said, what my dad said. My dad said I needed to go get a nine to five and I hate my nine to five, but I can't quit my nine to five because my wife says I can't quit my nine to five and I've got golden handcuffs that I can't, I can't leave it and stuff. But in order to, we don't recognize how short we have to be on this planet. And how much what we really should be the reason that we're here is to do something special and if we don't follow that it becomes very difficult so and so i'm i'm convinced now how long have you been a coach four and a half years i will tell you that 20 years ago when i first started this business um when i first started doing positive talk radio coaching was not a thing mm. people people didn't have any idea what when you said i'm a coach coach what are you a basketball coach or baseball coach? What do you do? And I'm a life coach. What does that mean? So, but now over time, it's become a very, very important uh, skill that some people have because you can hold up a mirror to somebody and say, this is what I see and this is what you're missing. And so I, I encourage everybody to get a coach. Yeah, I, I've, I've been saying that even before I got out, even out of car, even before I hired a coach, I, I, I just was listening to a lot of different chiropractors and successful people. And I saw a theme and they all had coaches. And then it came after my first coach. I was like, I'll never live life without a coach again. And I haven't. It's just one of those things that I've because one of the things I tell people all the time, like I'm a chiropractor. I go to a chiropractor. I don't tell my chiropractor what he needs to do. I'll bring things up. I'll say, hey. I, can you just check this area and let me know what you think? But he's my chiropractor. He's my coach. He's the one that's taking care of my spine. Same thing. I have a buddy who is very well knowledgeable in nutrition. I have 22 years plus of nutrition. I do nutrition coaching. I do all these things. But I don't co I don't do any nutrition advice for myself. I will ask my friend saying, hey, here's what I have going on. What do you recommend? What do you think of this? What should I do here? I'm trying to get to this level. What do you think? And whatever he tells me, I follow. He's my coach. And I do the same thing for him, vice versa. And so I have that, I have a business coach and other things. And so it's always having, because we have blind spots. Once you start to understand the subconscious mind and realizing that it means it's subconscious, you do these things without any awareness. You don't know why it's a, just a knee jerk reaction. And so, but someone, a coach can see that they'll see the patterns. They can see what you get constantly into. And they can help you in that. And that's why for me, it's always been for at least my, and I always share the story. It's probably so critical for my life of all the changes because having that, they've caught all the, they catch the blind spots that I can't see. And those blind spots are, can be pretty insidious because we don't even think that they're real. Yeah. 
I mean, it's literally like think about it this way. We've all taken the same route to go to work or go to a grocery store or go to the gym or whatever that is. How much have you really paid attention to what you saw? How many blue cars did you see on the way? Right. How many, what did you, you know, what did you notice? The only thing you're going to pay attention to, you may not have noticed anything. And most people are like that because they're an autopilot. That's your subconscious just running things and running the show. And you're just used to the same old experience going through the same thing, not looking or seeing for something else that's different. And so that's kind of how we live our lives. Not just, that's just driving. Let's take that into consideration with business and our health, relationships, all that. We have programs that we're letting run. And if we don't give attention to try to change them or become aware of them, they're just going to continue running. And you'll never, then something happens, let's say like a marriage ends and like, I don't know how we got to this point. I don't know how we let it get so bad. Well, because it was a conscious program that was running. You weren't aware of it. Or it could be a business and so forth. That's scary. It is. But life doesn't just leave you like that. Life gives you clues. As a chiropractor, I always tell people, like we were just talking before about chiropractors and your your experience. And I had an individual that I was talking to a couple weeks ago. And and it was one of those things where I'm, quote, walking, can't even move, just barely gets into the office. We get him in, get him, start getting him adjusted and whatnot after we did the exam. And in the report, the next time he came in, I did a report and I was talking to him and I said, okay, so what was the life, where was the clues that life was letting you know you had a back issue? And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, there had to be little stuff that showed up that you were just not even paying attention to, but it was there. that You didn't put two and two together. And he would look and he goes, you know, yeah, I would get this little thing, but it go, it came. It was a couple of days. It went away. No biggie. Here it just came here. Eh, something, but it was okay. And I said, that was life trying to, your body was trying to let you know that there was a problem. It's just, it didn't hit the level of whatever the alarm was for you that would make you go into action to take action on it. So you just kept dismissing and dismissing, dismissing. And then here comes the big problem, right? A small problem eventually is going to become a big problem. So unlikely, if I said, like, I used the relationship as an example, there's signs in the relationship that you can see early on. If you're aware, if you're paying attention, if you're taking a moment, if you're arguing with someone and there's the same arguments keep coming up in different ways, that's a sign that you maybe got to pay attention to that. But subconscious may be like, I'm just caught up, whatever it may be, or you know, relationships are hard. This is just, that's like, let's say that's a belief system that relationships are just hard or men or women are just a certain way. And you have that belief and you were taught that at an early age, then you're going to totally miss that and just think it's that subconsciously. Does that kind of make sense? Oh, absolutely. Cause it's, it's, it's just like, um, I, I was thinking while you were talking about the guy that, you know, he, he saw signs that his back was in trouble, but he didn't follow it. And, and part of that, isn't that part, partly because of the energetics that we have in our body that if we're not paying attention to that they get stuck and then they start and and bad things can start to happen until they something really bad happens and then you wake up is that does that make any sense to you it's like well if you go energetics my i have a little background in energy medicine so like stagnant energy in the body you know over time is going to create more and more issues because the body's energy or the body in itself is designed to move and energy always needs to stay in motion. So if we're not keeping that flow happening, then thing, bad things will happen down the road. It won't happen initially, but it will happen as it accumulates. It's kind of like dropping, like, if you think about, like, water and you throw a little mud in there, it may dirty it a little bit. But, if it, again, if it's really, really small, you're not going to notice much. But if you keep going ahead and keep throwing dirt in there, eventually it's going to get dirty and you're going to start to see it. Or another example is, is, like, you take a gallon of water. I'm from Chicago, so the great, you know, Lake Michigan. If I take a gallon of water and dump it into Lake Michigan, no one's going to notice that little slight change in the water elevation. But if we go take 
let's say Lake Erie and dump all that water into Lake Michigan, we're going to see a massive difference in that elevation of the water. So it's, it's that accumulation effect, how it gets to that point. That's a, that's a really wise thing to, to, to notice. Um, how do you help people clear their energetics or can you, or do you? I do a lot. I have a lot of different tools, but one of the things I help clients with is like, you know, things are going to come and go. Like sometimes and this was my thinking, have a coach, you're going to have no problems. You'd be fine. That was not, that was just my belief system. And that was not true whatsoever. I've learned that now I learned it's like, okay, interesting. But now that I'm on the other side, being a coach too, it's like one of the things I help my clients is understand that you have everything within. I'm here just to guide you through things. So when crap hits the fan and all of a sudden you're stressing out, you got worry or this, let's say money's not coming as well as you like, finances are not here when you mark, whatever that is. I will teach mindfulness techniques, things like breath work, meditation, different ones, specific ones, depending on what's coming up and what they need. I'll have them, I'll give them a, 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 not just say do this one, I'll give them a ray because I'm all about, um, a lot of times coaches are all about, here's a system, just do this and that's it and it'll work eventually. And they do that in a lot of different realms. Me, I'm like, I'm going to help you find what works for you. We're going to create your recipe, not my recipe of what works for me and just tell you this is what it is. So we use breath work, meditations, different things like that. I also have other things that we can use. Um, different tools to see if there's things that are going on that we need to address. Maybe it's a limiting belief that we can go ahead and try to figure out. Maybe it's um, other things that we have to do that maybe just constant patterns are showing up or things that I may not be aware of. There's techniques I know like the emotion code and other stuff like that, where we can access energies that are like emotions that may be blocking us or holding us back in some way. Um, and there's other, there's, yeah, I can keep going with tools. I use something called the human design tool to help them understand a little more who they are. So, yeah, yeah. I've so used that. I love it. It's amazing. Um, so I use a variety of different things and I don't throw everything in there all at once. It's like I handpick little things that I feel that they need at that moment. I'm kind of intuitive a little bit. So I'll feel their energy out and I'll be like, you know, we need to do where you're at, your energy. We need breath work. You just need to reset everything right now. I need you to just get reset. And then if they're like really stressing and they don't want to do that work, I'm like, go take a cold shower and then keep doing that until every day for this amount of time. So can you get that nervous system reset? And then we can have a discussion and we can start diving in, doing the work to whatever that is. So it's, it's a lot. Some people go like, I have one client was like, wait, did you just say, tell me to do cold showers? And literally you told me, I won with client. He wouldn't listen to me after a month. I said, listen, I want you to go to the store, go wherever. I don't care. Just get two, three bags of ice. I want you to fill up your tub cold water and then throw that ice in there. And I want you to, and I told him, I said, I want you to sit in for just a minute and then come out. You're going to spend about 10 bucks at whatever, $6, $8 for ice. And I said, but um, I just want you to just journal really quick where your feelings are, go in the ice water, come out and then re-journal it again. And then just see what has changed. And then he was just like, holy cow, I didn't think negative. I didn't have, and it wasn't worrying at the moment. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're basically your nervous system was like, your body's sitting there going, we're about to die. We need to do survival here. Forget the little petty thing you're worried about because that means nothing right now. So when you come out of it, you're not gonna, you're, 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 your brain's not going to go back to it. Right now, it's trying to survive. But it allows you to reset for a minute. And so it's the, the power of reset in our nervous system and utilizing that and using whatever tool that is needed to get there. Because I could say breathwork for one person. For me, meditation is the most, it's the one thing that, I mean, I use breathwork, but meditation is my tool. But for some other person, it could be journaling. Some other person, it could be gratitude practice. But however, we have to reset that energy so we can get you back to neutral. 
And then once we're there, that's where your power is. That's where your creative power is. That's where your reflection is at. That's where your insights come in, the aha moments, the things that you need to see something. Because sometimes it's just shifting your perspective of what you got going on in life. And so if I can get you that neutral point, now all of a sudden you're responding to life rather than reacting. You know, I got to tell you, first of all, <clears throat> you're a chiropractor. Excuse me. You're a chiropractor. You you did that in, you know, in six years and three years. You work hard. You're a coach and you're an author. And you've got three really cool. I haven't read them yet, but I'm, I need to, I think. And you've got a free ebook. I want to talk about the free ebook because anybody can go download it right now. If you go to empoweryourreality.com and go to the book section, there's a free ebook. It's called The Power of Visualization. How, learn how to manifest anything you desire within your life, career, business, family, relationships, or health. And I got to say, Dr. Vic, there's somebody out there going, oh, visualization, visualization. That none, that kind of crap never works. Never works for me, doggone it. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you guide people to be able to get through that and to visualize in a proper way? Yeah, I mean, you know, now there's you're hearing, I've been hearing at least in the self-help personal development world, they're calling it the law of assumption now, which is universal law, which is really just the same thing as visualization. But for those who kind of fight that sometimes and they're like, I you visualize and it just happens. Well, you have to understand there's there's a neuroscience here that comes in. I use science to try to like say, hey, you can say what you like, you can feel a certain way, but here's the science. And that is your brain cannot tell the difference from what's going on in your physical reality right here, right now, to what you imagine in your mind. Now, you already know this, too. You've done this. I've done this. We've all done this unconsciously. Ever worry about something in the future? Ever get, get ever get nervous about something may happen or start to create, you know, put situations in your mind and you're thinking of the future and all of a sudden you're getting a physiological response at that moment. Your heart rate's going up a little bit. Your blood pressure goes up a little bit just from thinking that. Or if you're afraid of sharks, think about being in, a, in the ocean. And you see a shark, great white, right next to you. How are you feeling right now? Right? I'm peeing my pants is what yeah. I'm saying right now. <laughs> right? So not only can your brain not tell the difference, but it actually creates a physiological response in that moment also. So science has shown that we can't tell the difference. So why not use a tool then that you can visualize the life of what it is you want to create? See the self in the future. There is no such thing as time. Now, people argue that and say, well, yesterday's yesterday, today's today, and tomorrow's tomorrow. That's time. I say, yeah, but in the essence of the mind, there is no time because I can have you think of something in your past right now, go back and go to the future, and then think about right here where you are. So the mind can travel in time. So why not see who you want to become in the future? This is why I teach about vision so much. Then visualize that. What's that like? Who are you being? All that stuff. And just hone in on that future self, but see it, it now. Be grateful for it now. I always tell my clients, be thankful. It's here already because, again, there's no time. So you're here in the moment, right here, creating that in your mind, telling your brain that this is real right here, right now. Even if your brain fights it, because it will, um, it's one of those things, just get immensed into the moment of it all. Get the feelings. Get excited. See it like a movie and really hone in. And that is one of the ways that I teach my clients that when you start to step into that energy over time, because we got to slowly change your vibration around, when you go hone in on that visualization, you get crystal clear with it. Then all of a sudden, those things are going to start to attract into your life because you can crystal clear see it. The brain says, okay, he's been keep, he, or you keep putting this in there. This is what you're saying is our reality. 
eventually this has to work. And it does. It's 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 really remarkable how it, how it does work. How things will even even bad even well even less than positive experiences are brought to us for a reason so that we can learn from them and we can become better because of them. Uh, do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I tell my clients all the time because, you know, like I have some that are, I have some clients that are, you know, they're killing it. And I have some clients that are struggling. And I always tell the ones whenever you go through a struggle, you just need more clarity. And so life is bringing things to you so you can gain your clarity. Once you gain the clarity, then all of a sudden you can attract more of what it is you, you really desire to want to have. I mean, it's it, quantum physics. They did a whole study on this called the observer effect. You, only, you What you see is what you become or what you see is what you experience. I'm summarizing it like crazy, but it's the same thing in neuroscience. You can't see, you can't experience anything in your life if you can't imagine it in your mind. So if you can't see it in your mind, you're not going to be able to create it. But if you can create it and the more clarity you get with it, the easier it is to experience in your life. So the hardships that you go through is just because we have a lack of clarity and life is bringing to you the things that you need to gain that clarity. Now, if you're listening, you'll make the changes and respond and, and so forth. And I think life is, has a certain way of doing it to where I say that if, 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 if you don't, if you don't change, life's going to make you change. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger of big things until eventually you make the change. You know, that's, that, that, that's brilliant. That, that really is brilliant. It's kind of like, if you, I use this as an example occasionally, if you have never had pumpkin pie, never enjoyed it, never, had never been around it, never seen it, okay, now describe it. You can't even imagine it, so you can't even describe what it is until you actually experience it, and then you have a better shot of, of, of describing what it is. So that's kind of what you're saying, yes? Yeah. I mean, you, you don't know what you want. You don't, the only way you know what you want is by knowing what you don't want. Ooh. I don't know if that's another way of saying it in a different way, hey, but yeah. There's another bumper sticker for you. <laughs> <laughs> the only way you know what you want is to know what you don't want. And, and they, I don't want any more of that. It's like that woman, that woman thing. I don't want any more of that. So I'm going to wait for something else to come along that serves me better. If something doesn't come along to serve me better, that's okay too. And you think about it, when you say that that quote, it's really just clarity. Yeah. It's like I, I thought I wanted that. No, I don't want that. And I realize I don't want that. So now you have a better, clearer picture of what it is you want. And then something's gonna come along, and then you go, Oh, you know what? That was that was cool. I enjoyed it. Ah, there's some things I didn't like about that. Okay, great. Now you got more clarity. And it's just constantly because life's all about contrast. But it's one of those, it's it's I always tell my clients too, and I say this a lot very often, is like but it's the perception of how you see it is what it becomes. Because just like, you know, events are neutral. There's nothing, life has no meaning. It's only the meaning that you put on it that matters. Who cares what anyone else says? Someone else can say, oh, that's horrible. This is this. And everyone can give their opinions because everybody has one. But those opinions don't matter. It's what you believe and how you perceive it, which isn't a matter for you. So, I mean, I, I always used to, I share my story about going, when I went, when I first came out of school, uh, about a year and a half in the business, things weren't going well. Student loans were freaking killing me. Uh, that was right after 2009, 2000, I came out of business 2010. So that was right after the whole bankrupt collapsing thing and oh, everything yeah. else. So student loans, the banks were like, we're not giving any breaks. There's no program. So I'm like, crap, how am I going to afford that? I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to get all my numbers to equal out. 
And I went crazy and just put everything on credit cards to run a business thinking, ah, I'll figure it out. It's all going to work out. Highly to recommend it. But after a period of point, I came to a point in my life and it was one of those things where I thought, do I go bankrupt? Give myself a chance. I'll I'll hurt myself personally, but I can give my business a chance to at least thrive. Give it that one thing to get rid of some of this debt so it can give me some clearance. Or do I just close the business, go work for someone and pay off my debt and then eventually three, four years down the road, um, be able to come back around and and uh, go ahead and restart this all over. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to ruin the. I'm going to go bankrupt and see what happens. I, it took me a year to make this decision. But long story short, one of the things I kept saying to myself was this is just going to give me the break I need to blow up. It's going to it's going to be what I need that's been holding me back because interest was just piling and piling and piling. And it was. I mean, I always tell people, like, I don't recommend bankruptcy in certain degrees, but at the same token, it was like, it was my launching pad for me. And -hmm. I think one of the things was, is there was two reasons. One, what I learned and what created that whole process from a mindset perspective. But the other thing was, is my perception of looking at that and being a positive for me rather than negative and not beating myself up over it. Exactly. And you just said something there that I just love, which is sometimes I'll say to somebody, your life is empty and meaningless. And they'll look <laughs> they'll they'll look at me like, who the hell are you? And why would you say such a thing to me? And it's like, no, you don't understand. Every morning you get up, your life is empty and meaningless, which means that you can fill it up with whatever you want and you can assign whatever meaning you decide to assign to it. And and that that changes it from empty and meaningless negative to Empty and meaningless, positive. Love that. I'm gonna have to borrow that if you don't mind. <laughs> but it really is. It really is true. Like you get the, you know, you wake up every day. I, you know, I, I say like you wake up every day with an empty cup. How do you want to fill it, right? Exactly. And, and, you know, and, and it's just. But I like the empty and meaningless. I like the shock and awe. I'm big in the shock and awe. It's just like where <laughs> I tell I when I speak chiropr- share chiropractic and someone's in our in the office first day and I'm sitting there. Uh, in a consult, I'll look and tell them that chiropractic doesn't treat any condition, illness, symptom, or disease. We don't do any of those things. And then they just go, huh? And I'm like, you're probably wondering why you're here. I'm a little concerned now. I said, great. And I got your attention. So I was like, what we, and then I explained what chiropractic is and what we're really doing. And then how does that benefit them though? And how is it going to help them? Even though it's not a direct thing, it's an indirect response that we do work on. And then they go, I've never heard it before. That's pretty interesting, but I got their attention. So that's what I like about it. Yeah. Well, anytime that you can shock and awe somebody and then get them to think a little bit and get them to think out of the box, that's that's, that's a really good thing. By the way, we've been talking with uh, Dr. Vic and uh, he's and go to his website, empoweryourreality.com. Get the free ebook. And he's also got three titles, which are Decoding the Matrix. I want to talk about that for a second if I can. And the walk, I like this one too A Walk in the Dark. Um, we, we spend our whole lives sometimes doing that and rediscover, rediscover your greatness, a guide to creating an inspired and fulfilled life. What got you writing? You know, I've always wanted to write. I feel like writing is like a gift to the world because you get a time capsule of me and where I was in my life. And I share a piece of advice or something I've learned and so forth. Um, but really what inspired me, Wayne Dyer. I mean, I, I followed a lot of his work, but many others, but him and just all the books he's written. And I was like, I just want to be able to share. He, I think one time I heard him say, like, the books are, are a way I share a gift I give to the world. And I was like, man, I like that. That That's really. And I started thinking about well, what does it mean to me? It's the whole time capsule thing. You catch me in a moment. And um, 
I have this thing about just wanting to help people, whether if I write a book and it helps one person, I, I solve that. I'm not trying to be a best-selling author or any, I, I don't care about those accolades or, or, or titles. I just care about being able to know that I've made an impact in some way, shape or form. And I feel like books are a great way, another vehicle to get that out there in a concise manner. That's kind of, you know, logical, has a sequence to it and so forth. You know, that's really cool because as, and as a podcaster, you know, you're sitting in your office or you're sitting here and you're all by yourself, or you may have an assistant or you may have a guest, but you don't know who you're impacting. You don't know who's listening and how, what you're saying or what your guest is saying is how that's impacting them. And it's really none of our business. It's just our job is to put the best quality product out there that we can and have some meaning to it. And then I, in my world, I, I let the universe pick it, pick it up and take care of it. That's it's they'll, the right person will hear it when they're supposed to. It's, it's so true in so many ways. And, you know, they always say what you, what you say does, you may not don't know how much it affects. And then I forgot to mess up this whole quote, but it's just powerful what we say. We don't know. Like sometimes I'll say something. I, this happens in speaking. I'm speaking in a crowd. I'll share a story. I just got inspired to share a story. It came through and I'm like, oh, I got to share the story. I share a story. It's just a story to me. It means absolutely nothing. Somebody will come at the end and go, wow, that story, you know, I went through that. Or it was just somehow it moved them. And I'm like, hey, that story was meant for you then. I'm glad I shared it then. And I have no idea. And I'm not going to take credit. I've learned. I used to, I mean, we all have egos, but it's like, uh, I, I used to let my ego dictate things. And I'm like, now I'm like, I, how could I take credit to that? I had no clue. And I just let my, let, I just enjoy and go, that's cool. How can I, you know, all right, universe, I want to create more of that. That's cool. I enjoy the energy of that. Well, and you do the same thing I do, which is that you allow the unit and things come to you all the time. And then it comes from a divine source and you just kind of channel it through. That's it. Simple as that. And that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. I really appreciate you being here. Will you come back and talk to me some more? I, although you're a podcaster and I don't know if I'm, you know, there, there you go. Now it's like the Michael Jordan thing. I'm competitive. Am I, am I as good as you or not as good as you or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. We, if we can have a good conversation, I'm all good. <laughs> That's how I, you know, before, you know, my podcast, it was like when I first got into everything, it was like, all right, you know, it's, it's, it was all about just meeting people I couldn't meet in person and have conversations, and I'll just share that. And then it became, then my ego got in and said, oh, well, let's see if we can make it like this, listening to other people. Okay, i got to make this podcast grow. I want to get to this level. I want to get certain people on. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I just want to have good conversations with people, have good energy, and that's all I care about. Because if as long as there's a good conversation and people can, they'll learn something from it, that's what matters at the end of the day. It's kind of like just breaking down the fourth wall. Well, you and I are sitting having a cup of coffee or a beer or something, and uh, and the audience is sitting in the in the seat next to us. Exactly. And they're they're benefiting from the conversation that we're having, and uh, and they can contribute if they want to, and in in any way they in any way they choose, you know. So it's it's really it's really fun, and uh, you you are dynamic. I wish your podcast to be the second most successful podcast in the world. I wonder who's number one. <laughs> I got to knock off that Joe Rogan fella first. And, and Oh, uh, man, I'll tell you. I, 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 I don't know if you ever checked out your ranks on Listen Notes, and I was one day checking it out, looking at where he is. He's like in the top, what, 0.01% or something like that, or 0.0. It's crazy high, and I'm just like, holy cow. Yeah, but you, your, your, your podcast is doing well, right? Yeah, 
And that's all I can, that's all that matters, right? Again, like yeah. what we shared earlier today. I don't compare against myself to him. I just compare how am I growing? How am I, am I making an impact? Or, you know, is people, you know, do I hear from people once in a while saying, hey, man, I love that episode, man, that really resonated with me or thanks, or I'll see a review come through. And I'm like, all right, cool. That, that must have, that last episode sparked something for somebody. Great. That's what mattered. Uh, that's success. I don't care if it's a one, you know, if that was the only download or if it was 1 million download, it doesn't matter. It's that story that matters. Exactly. And I agree with you hundred percent and you just do it as long as you can. Um, I'm a little older than you, so I'm not gonna be able to do it as long as you, but, uh, um, now when did you start it again? 2018. It was March 31st, 2018. And, uh, and 460 some odd episodes up now. And, and you're doing, you're doing really well. You've, you've interviewed some great folks as I have, I've been really fortunate. I I've, Got to interview Neil Donald Walsh several times and Gary Zukoff and and some real heavyweights back in the day, and it's been it's been great fun. I and and they're remarkable people. Although I got to tell you, you're just as remarkable as any of them. <laughs> I appreciate that. Neil Donald Walsh is someone. Uh, he he's a Michael Jordan in my books. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he is he is, and he'll tell you, he is ultimately a failed human. Because he's been married like three or four times. He was homeless for a period of time. Um, he was fortunate to grab onto conversations with God and to, and to get that channel through him and, and stuff. But he'll tell you that because uh, even in those books, he says, now, God, why did you pick me? I'm the most imperfect human there is. And, and he said, because you're a shining example of what an imperfect human can be. So true. And it's, and I love his stuff. I mean, I, our wedding, my wife's and our wedding vows were based, you know, we took some of what he has written in his books and we kind of made, we made it our own, but um, I love his work, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, if we could come from a place and understand like a lot of our flaws are really what our greatest lessons are. And it's a curriculum to help us really grow to find that path of fulfillment. It changes life around drastically for ourselves. If we can just, you know, accept that. And that's something, and I say that so easily, but at the same token, that's very hard for me to accept. I'm getting better as I get older where I'm like, All right, it's just, that's just where I am. But my mindset's always like, nope, I can perfect. I can get better. I can do this. Nope. That's not okay. I want to, I can still change things. But I, my wife's always like, you've gotten better, but you still have, you still have work to do by love, but you're getting, you're getting better at letting that go. <laughs> <laughs> we all have work to do. We all have work to do. And uh, the, the, the one sentence that resonated with me in his books the most which I'm hopeful that we can incorporate into humanity, which is we are all one. Yeah. It doesn't matter who we love, what color we are, where we live. It, none, of, none of that matters. We're all here for the same reason. And that's to have, and you're helping people live their lives better through your coaching, through your writing, through your podcast. C congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. And likewise for you and all the positivity you're creating with what you're doing also. Well, it's, it takes, it's going to take more than two of us. So if you, if you <laughs> want to say, <laughs> if you want to help us out, you can do that. And if you're listening to this now or in the future, you can uh, uh, always, always get out there and do something nice for somebody. Even if it's the only person you talk to all day, be nice. That just and and the ripple effect from that, but people realize, oh, that doesn't mean much or does much. It does because that ripple effect changes that person's vibe, and now her that person vibe is going to shift, and then that starts to shift the rattle, and then we could slowly start to change things a little over time. 
I learned that when, uh, and I don't think you know this about me, but uh, in between doing the show in 2003 and doing a couple others, I had to quit it and I had to go get a real job. So I drove a bus in Seattle for 12 years. And uh, I learned, and before that I was in um, corporate management. So I can talk to vice presidents and, and people that make a lot of money. And I can talk to a guy who doesn't have a dollar to put in the fare box. And I learned that they're all the same. We're all equal, just experiencing life in a different way. I love that. It, um, it's true. I, I, I used to have, I had to see it that way when it came to like money, because I had a lot of living beliefs of money. And I had someone tell me, Warren Buffett has money issues just like you do. The only difference is they're different, but they're still money issues. And I was like, nah, come on, he's multi-billion. And he's like, here, and then he showed me examples. And he went to Bill Gates and he showed the example. He was just showing like different things they went through, struggles and positives, and negatives, and this and that. And he goes, We just all have different things. But it, it doesn't, but at the end of the day, the fears and this and that, they're all the same thing at the end of the day. We all have something that weakens our knees. We all have something that, you know, that that you know that we work may have worry about here or there or something along the lines. But at the end of the day, it's like it, it's just the flawness, the flawness of ourselves, but it's also what makes us great and we can learn to overcome those things and, and grow from them. And that's why we're here. And sometimes it takes a coach. Sometimes it takes somebody, a book that you can read. Sometimes it's as simple as listening to a podcast and you're doing it all. And, uh, uh, thank you, Dr. Vic for being here. No, thanks for having me. This was a blast. It was, and, and you'll have to come back. I'm going to make you. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. I would love to. <laughs> so anything before we go, is there anything you'd like to tell our audience? Everything always works out for your greater good. You just have to trust. The more you don't trust that, the more you don't trust yourself, the more resistance you're going to experience until you, until you realize it all does. That is my favorite word. Trust. Because it's going to be fine. And, and uh, just trust that everything is working out for your highest good. Even on your last day on this planet, and you're, it's time for you to transition and go home. That still can be something that you can trust in and know that things are going to be fine. So that. thank you so much, sir. You are, you are a gem and, uh, and you deserve to, you deserve to be, to be out there and a lot of people to listen to you. Thank you, brother. I thank you for letting me be on. This was a blast. Like I said earlier. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did too. I got to go now, but I, I got another show to do, but you know how that goes. So anyway, uh, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Vic. Go to his website, which is empoweryourreality.com. And you can get the mindful, you can get to go to the mindful experiment podcast. You can get his free ebook and buy his regular books and they will be, um, they'll do your soul good. I can guarantee you that. So, Thank you again, and if you wait right there, I will be right the back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them, and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.